them to the Whiskey Bros around the table. Mm-hmm. What are we shooting for? Seven minutes, twenty-seven <laughs> seconds. I don't know. <laughs> it and may be short. We're done. It may be long. I don't know. But I'm. Uh, uh, it's a shame we're the the freaking whiskey bros because I'm drinking a White Claw. Mm, is anybody know. sipping on whiskey? I am. Doc are you? Is. Yeah. What are you sipping on? Uh, I went with Old Elk. Huh. I don't know what Doc went with. Old Elk weeded. I'm. Yes. I'm embarrassed to say. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna guess Jameson Orange. Yep, Jameson mm. Orange. How to guess? Well, uh, right. I am having White Claw Natural Lime. Mm, I, I probably wouldn't have said that. Five percent alcohol, one hundred calories, gluten free. Yeah, we just lost a hundred viewers. Or maybe we gained a thousand. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. We gotta gain I don't know that I want those thousand that we gained from White Claw on here. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you would uh, shoot us a quick message to let us know how long you were actually engaged in our podcast, who the audience? Well, it's not over yet. And they don't have a number. <laughs> send those messages to five five five. Hang on, let me give you Doc's number real quick. Hang on. <laughs> Everybody, send your messages that way, that direction. I mean, he won't reply, but I'll send it to you. Oh yeah, he don't even reply to his friends. But hey, we're used to it by now. Yeah, yeah. So what's been going on, guys? What's uh, what's good in the world today? Oh yeah, nothing's good in the world today. We're at war. Gas is almost six bucks a gallon. No, no we are not at war, sir. Well, the the world is at war. Yes. I mean, is that so? The world's know. not really at war. I only. Know I mean, Russia is just invading Ukraine. Yeah, Russia's just gone. Nuts. Yeah, what's new? They do that. They've done that like a hundred. Yeah, but why do we even care pounds. about Ukraine? Well, that's the question. We get a lot of crap from there. It's true. For some reason, I don't know. I don't know what we get from the Ukraine. We also get a lot of crap from Russia. But ban mm. that. I don't actually believe that. I was just kind of posing that question, hoping you would answer it. By you, I'm looking at you, Heath. Oh, what I did answer it. Oh, okay. I told you we get a lot of a lot crap of crap. From there. From yeah, they're like the top ten production on most of everything that we get. Eggs even come from you. I don't buy eggs from the Ukraine. I buy oh, yeah, eggs you from. Do. They come. <laughs> they come from farmers in Texas. No, I thought straight from Ukraine. <laughs> I don't want Ukrainian <laughs> eggs. That had to be a really long trip over here if you think about it. Like, eggs good for one day whenever you get them at home. Enjoy, um, cowboy. I don't know. That's what they say. You I don't know if that's, from Argentina. I don't know if that's how Ukrainians talk, but I'm assuming they do either. since they're pretty damn close to Russia. They do sound yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's what we call Russian-esque. Yes. They sound mm. Rus- Russian-esque. Okay, gotcha. But, yeah, good times in the world today. Uh, we've all survived a COVID pandemic and, yeah, straight into World War Three. So how are you all doing out there? I mean, that is a good good thing that come about of the Did war. I think our goal should be to work towards some swivel chairs at least. Because I have to like sit up in my chair and. Some comfortable and swivels. To get away from the mic. Uh, I'm going to laugh when that chair gives out and he yep. busts his ass. No so doubt. It'll happen sometime. Well, it's not a goal. Just go buy you a swivel go chair. Go get a goddamn swivel chair. It's easy. Okay. Why, why does he look at me like, hey, money man? Because, you know, he wanted to, He just wanted to throw $20 at us. He's <laughs> yeah. like, here, here's for the swivel chair <laughs> Thanks, pot. guys, for spending $100,000 on cigars over the past 10 years. Here's 20 bucks. 20 bucks, you guys. <laughs> and my secrets revealed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God, man. Uh, yep. Yep. White Claw. All right. Heck, yeah. So let's move on to, um, I don't know, have you guys seen any good movies lately? The last movie I've seen in the theater was... Um, Spider-Man. How long ago was that? Like a month ago. I'm getting some weird feedback. Yeah, I hear some, some hum. Some hum. It's probably ago. Doc's bass. 
Because he's all about that base. Yeah, because that's what I heard. When I mean, he, how when he how sure are we this is happening within the system? Like, we might be hearing something from outside. It is from outside. This is not a uh, – for the folks that can't see us, this is not exactly a state-of-the-art studio. Well, it's pretty state-of-the-art, but that was more of a low rumble. I it's, think it's coming from that. No, thing. it's coming from a truck outside. Trust a me, truck. I know. Okay. <laughs> it's been many hours But, yeah, here. Spider-Man, it just came out like a two or three months ago. Well, how was it? It was pretty good for yeah. Spider-Man. I don't like Spider-Man, but it's pretty good. Well, did you have to have a COVID test to go into the movie theater? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did not. Papers, please, if you want to watch this movie. Yeah. I haven't been to the movies in – Quite a long freaking yeah, while. Yeah, but you know how yeah. they used to. Now, I don't know if this is from COVID, but you know how it used to. If you either bought your ticket online or went to the counter and bought it. Yep. And then you went up and got your popcorn and drinks and stuff. And then they used to have a dude or a chick always standing somewhere in there before you went to your screen to tear right. off your tickets. And things. That's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, just it's all in. just uh, automated right right now, right? Yeah, I, they don't even have nobody standing there. to. Like, you don't talk to any humans anymore. No, the, the uh, snack bar people are still there. Oh, okay. There's just nobody so, there to like take your tickets and say, you know, because he'd tell your ticket, oh, you're you're seeing the bubble lights in screen number fourteen. It's to your left. Hmm. There's oh. nobody there to make sure that I was going to see Spider Man instead of gotcha. whatever. Man, oh. the, I don't remember the name of the last movie we went to see. Uh, it had uh, that dude in it from that one show. Yeah, mm. yeah that dude. Yeah, you know, uh, it was about a carnival or a circus or something. Anyways, the movie theater we went to was so goddamn disgusting. I, I felt compelled to get on Yelp and write a bad review. <laughs> wow. I'm talking like it looked like, in the middle of COVID, it looked like this place has not been cleaned in probably five or six well, years. it probably hadn't been cleaned. It really probably hadn't. And Where if you it? got online and read the reviews, it was I was not the only one. Where was so, it? I don't know if we should say online. Well, no, say don't say this. the name. Gotcha. What town was it in? Alliance. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's a really big brand name, reputable uh Movie theater hmm. chain and yeah, I was pretty surprised. It was it was disgusting. Well, if it was during COVID, that means oh, J Rob's on the way. Is he really? Heck yeah! All oh, right, J Rob's are cool. coming. Cool. So uh, the, if it was oh. during COVID, it was probably because they had two people working there. Uh, there's a lot of there was more than two people, but you know what? They were all like tweens, fourteen and fifteen. Mm. I swear to God. Yeah. The older I get, the longer younger they look, and uh, they didn't look That's like they should be said. working. I, yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's not go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. But, okay, so so what are your thoughts? Like, COVID's left me in questioning. Wait a minute, we can't skip around. I'm the only one that said last movie, Chance, try to. No, 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 What's no. your last movie? Uh, I don't there. think I had a last movie. The last thing I watched was the book of Boba Fett on... No, you said the last time you was in last movie, time you couldn't movie remember the... Theater. Oh, yeah, I don't movie. remember the name of the movie. So, yeah, last movie I saw in a movie theater... I seen it. Uh, I don't was, remember was the something. name of. Well, yeah. What about you? Do you remember your last was, movie theater? It was Raya. Oh, yeah. Was that the dragon? It's like Disney Jungle chick okay yeah sounds good but kids huh but what i was saying is that okay so like what's the utility what what do movie theaters offer that we can't get in our living room now big giant screen yeah i guess big audience maybe i could care less about the people yeah who who cares yeah. about people uh big big screen big for screen sure and big, big sound, sound. true gotcha. surround sound and yeah. i don't have to make the snacks so you can't you're the master of technology chance you can't reproduce a sensation of being in a movie theater in your uh, living room well yeah you if you have a big if, enough room if you have the budget for it but nobody does that shit anymore like the days of going in unless your house is brand new and you have the shit wired in uh you know yeah. from the builder 
nobody does it. Everybody just does a sound bar now. And I'm right. guilty. I, I, uh, the last couple of houses I've had, I haven't bothered with surround sound. I just get a sound bar and throw the damn thing up there. And, Is the yeah, sound good. bar not as good as surround sound? I don't oh, think so, no. right? No, no way. No, they they can get close, but no, uh, I don't. I don't think they're close. I no, think it's I don't just, uh, I think it's just um, convenient. So, so next blockbuster that comes out, like the goal should be to go see go it. back to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make drive-ins. But it, drive-ins suck. Yeah, yeah, they do suck. rely on your car audio, but still, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I guess a, the good move, a good indoor movie theaters. Unbeatable. Like, like they were, yeah. they that. were getting great because they started putting them freaking recliners in them, dream loungers, yeah. and that's that's what I'm talking. about. And then about. serving you food and beer. Yeah, you know, while you're in there. Ooh, speaking of that, so the theater I mean, we went to <clears throat> probably won't go back because they have changed the way that you order. Like you have to show. You know, a COVID used to test. You'd, you'd sit down and you, you have push to get the, a negative COVID test. No. Oh. Used to you'd sh- you'd sit down and push <laughs> the little red button and here'd come your waiter. He'd yep. go, Hey, what do I get you? Tell him you want a beer, a drink, food, popcorn, whatever. Here he comes. He brings it to you. Now right. they give you this uh, menu. Like Texas cheese fries. I bet they would have that. They would have that. Yep. But now there's the menu, and they got a barcode. So you scan it. You do all the ordering yourself, and then you hit send, and then they bring it to you. And then, like, some robot floats by with it. Which sounds good. You're like, okay, I mean, that might sound pretty decent where I don't have to talk to nobody. I just hit the send button, and my food shows up. Yeah, I got mm. you. But their freaking ordering app thing that it takes you to because it's all online because, you know, you don't have the app already on your phone. So you know what kind of service uh-huh. you get when you go into a movie theater. Pretty crappy service. So right. It, it took me like 15 minutes to order. I finally got pissed off and just asked the lady. I said, can you just go downstairs and order from the main? Because you could have done that. Yeah. Like if you knew what you wanted, you could have ordered it before you even went into the theater. And I was like, can you just go down there and do it? I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, technology is a great idea until it doesn't actually until it, work. Until it don't work worth the crap, and then it's not. You yeah. know what we need to get? What? Yeah, what? We need to get mute buttons. Work on it. We need to. You need to Google it and then send it to Doc and Cody, and they need to buy some mute buttons. What do you want to do with the mute button? Well, yeah. so like if I'm sitting here and all of a sudden out of the blue I get a big sneeze, even if I turn my head, it's going to You can actually boom. press a button and it just like beep. Well, you hit, you hit a button, it just shuts my mic completely off. Yeah, what well, if you're going to say like a cuss word and and you can hit the mute button right before you well, say it? Well, so unfortunately, let's I can, let's, I can let's mute do you this from watch. here. All right, mute me. You're muted. Okay, mute me. Uh, yeah, I'm muted. Mute. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ready? <laughs> Y'all can still hear that though, right? Yeah, we can still yeah, hear. Yeah, through so my I'm, mic. So mute button's not even going to work no matter what. Yep. Well, I'm thinking like you, on. I'm wondering how we got from movie theaters. If you to, sneeze uh, like buttons. that, then just ever, uh, if I you sneeze you. that way, then that needs to be heard. Right, but even like uh, what I was thinking <laughs> is I was the uh, I picture in my mind because the radio stations they all have mute buttons. We're not a radio station. We're well, a, we're we gotta a, have goals. We're home. A, right now we're a three man operation in a fucking barn. <laughs> it's, it's a great oh. barn. It's come it a long is way. A great barn. Yeah. Oh, what? What are we recording? Okay, cool. Well, let's just take a second about uh, and talk about what the hell it is we actually do. Okay. Not for a living, but what we're doing as the whiskey bros around the table. I think we just uh, create creativity. Creatively. <laughs> words create, are hard. Words are hard. It's and funny. Whenever cut. you can't say the word, you say it louder, and maybe it comes out. Creatively collab. That's what we do. Okay. Like With? No, we just creatively collab. 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 That's collab. like a, a zillennial term. Collab. Yeah, it is. Gen Z. We collaborate. Totes uh, collabs. I think we so we don't another. know what we do. We, we fuck or screw around with uh, 
with I'm video. I'm pretty fucking sure we can say fuck. <laughs> okay. I think we just needed another reason to get around drinking whiskey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we screw around with video. We we talk to people. We hang out like like we just. Why, why did we first get together? I mean, the, the original. Well, we thought we were going to get rich. Yeah, the original reason for the Whiskey Bros was an investment yeah, yeah kind of like a little investment group. Me and Doc was which we did, and that was cool. And around a campfire, fun. cool and cute for about three years. It was a little years. too serious, though. It was really serious. <laughs> if that was serious, boys, <laughs> we got some yeah. issues. Yeah, that's a good point. Because we barely met. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we made a little money. At, yeah, we made a little money, and someday we'll have money, we and we'll be able to do. We didn't buy a yacht activities. or anything no, like that. We didn't make I mean, that goal. My no. goal was a hundred foot yacht, and that didn't happen. I, I mean, think we mostly just spent money. You gotta have a goal. No, we made money off of that. Yeah, we made money off the money we spent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not enough to say it was successful. I mean, that's a matter of perspective. Yeah, it depends. I guess so. We we didn't lose our ass. We did not. We didn't no. lose money, and we didn't lose our ass for sure. That's we true. are all still married. Our wives didn't leave us. Uh, so yeah. No, but we've had a couple of great ideas that come out of the Whiskey Bros, like Tough Talk Tuesday. Yep those uh, those did change some lives. I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> might be why we're all still married. And, and continue to change lives. Yeah. Because I tell people about it, and they're like, "Whoa." We need to crank that back up again. Yeah, that wouldn't hurt. I yeah, we should one. put that on podcast. <laughs> Okay. We really, oh. Yeah, I don't think that could be right. therapy for all the I land. I don't think that could Listen go out. to our dysfunctional issues. We yeah. would all be put into a asylum. I think. If that I don't came know. There out. is some value to listening to uh, each other's dysfunctional issues. But now our main objective is kind of like, uh, well, what are you guys good at? And it's like we're good at drinking whiskey food and pretty good at cooking and drinking whiskey and yep. uh, rabble rousing, but. Emphasis on the food. So I guess we decided, hey, let's turn this into a video thing and uh, promote. What did you tell us how you refer to local fair, local fair, but off the beaten path. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that, you know, only locals are going to know about. Not anybody from a broad spectrum of uh, patrons. Right. So, yeah, we've got uh, a couple of videos in the works. One is done. Check it out on the Facebook page, YouTube. A couple of more in the works that should be out soon. And uh, our first one started off with a Korean lady here in uh, Paradise, Texas. Why you got to say she's Korean? Because she's Korean. Because it's Korean food. Oh. And she's Korean. She's from Korea. Okay, yeah, she's Korean. Thanks for making me sound like Donald Trump. It's China. (laughs) It's from China. Uh, I mean, do you want me to let's I don't think we're going to go promote a a white lady running a Korean food joint. If it's great, it's great. Yeah, I guess if it's good. Yeah. I'm all over that. But anyways, Young's Barbecue was our first episode. I think it turned out pretty good. We had a little, uh, I think uh, we, we've, we've learned from it. Yeah, we were a little I too, A little too quiet, a little too nervous, but um, alcohol awkward. helped with awkward. that. Awkward. Yeah, maybe awkward is a good way to put it. I don't but think it, turned it was out too good. bad, though, for our first one. No, not, not bad at no. all. So that's the goal is to keep doing those, and we're going to do a small featurette with, uh, like, food trucks, local food trucks. Hell, not even local. Maybe stuff just uh, a little further out. Um in the North Texas area. Yeah. Kind of oh. see what comes Ooh, along. chance. It doesn't smell any worse than what was coming from the other <laughs> end of the table. I promise you that. Yeah, the two ends of the table tonight are... Uh, pretty gassy it. here. <laughs> pretty raunchy in the studio. But uh, we are having... Do you, do you want to elaborate any further on what we were talking about? Anybody else have any thoughts? On uh, Whiskey Bros and what we're doing. Right. 
Um, I mean, that's basically what we're doing. We're just trying we're just to help some, out. help people and help us a little bit, get our name out there a little we, bit. But we kill our, a hog now and then. And I think we're going to keep up this podcasting thing. Like I said, everybody's got a freaking podcast. Uh, yeah, so and now so do we. However, we, we so, did start this four years ago. We have a few podcasts under our belt. And if we'd have kept going, we would have been way ahead of the curb. Well, yeah, we would have but had a lot. But those podcasts are locked away in a vault for yeah. our we'll ears never only. never to be heard by anybody I else. I think we lost a key to uh, open I think, it. Uh, I think maybe when we're all 90 and close to death. That will be fun. We'll re- maybe if we're really famous by then, we'll release those. And people will be like, wow, these. Or even if we're not. That's what we'll do. <laughs> or, so that's, that's let's make or, a pact. We need our fourth one, no, really, I, but let's yeah, make yeah, a don't, pact. Don't say you're packed because I got a better pack. Okay, well, listen to mine, then you can tell okay, me your better one. So let's make a pact right say now. Yours. Whoever's the last whiskey bro alive, that's his job, is to release the vault <laughs> I, I, podcasts. I, I mean, I was I was thinking play it at our funeral. Oh, God, That'd no. Be a long, you can't, funerals are long enough. To yeah. Do that. yeah, funerals are long enough. Is he talking about tramping? Yeah. I can't. I, I can't. I can't even talk about what we talked about on that podcast. No, we can't. We can't. Okay, it's dead in the water. We're done. We're done with that. Let's move on. Move along. To the podcast. Move along, please. Move along. Move it on down. All right, so we're going to have our first guest on here in just a second. John Robinson with J Rob's Gym. Going to talk about keeping fit, getting fit. We don't know that that's what he's going to talk about. No, we don't. I bet it'll come up. I bet it does with him anyway, too. Yeah. I mean, is that all? Like, what do you talk with J Rob about? I don't know. We're going to find out. We will find out. Sometimes I talk about leadership style with him. He does have that. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So well, it's probably going to get a little more serious tone. Directed communication. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Check it out. We're, uh, we've got J-Rob coming in the house in just one second. Okay, cool. Welcome, J-Rob. Hey, Welcome man. to Whiskey Bros Around the Table. Magically you are our first appears. official guest. Yes, sir. Maybe. I bet we see you here more than once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And one, hey, privilege and honor, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. It is a privilege and honor for us, too, man. Heck yeah. The energy is good. Yeah. It is good. The energy is good. It feels great. You arrived on your Ducati. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's cut. So, uh, last time, did you have a Mini Cooper? I did. And is it gone? It is not gone. Oh, okay. uh, B Rob is driving the coupe. Nice. Heck yeah. Yeah. He's taking it to college? He is. Nice. I love it. I told B Rob, I said, you know, man. Dude, you put the work in. You earn a scholarship. I said, the Coop's yours, man. You've nice. earned it. Mini Coopers are where it's at, yeah. man. I tell you what, I had a Mini Cooper uh, Roadster S. And I'm not a small person, okay? But I fit in this car pretty well, and it was a lot of fun to drive. It's like a super-powered go-kart on wheels. And, well, hey, what we were talking about earlier, they get great fuel mileage. Yeah, they do. Man, I think 40 miles a gallon is uh, pretty nice these days. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. It's like thirty-five bucks to fill up, you know. <laughs> Jeez, uh, that's cheap for me. I'm yeah. dry, but everything I have is a freaking diesel, so it's like uh, one hundred and twenty bucks, one hundred thirty bucks, yep. mm. and it's gone. It's ugly. <laughs> and just as reference point, like unleaded now is four dollars and nine cents here, here, yeah, here, yeah. It's and ridiculous. because you know somebody's going to be listening to this podcast in like a month or two months. And it's going to be like four fifty. Maybe they're listening twenty years from now when gas is like fifteen dollars a gallon, and they're like, "Man, times were easy back then." What? Yeah, we probably wouldn't be using gas that long. <laughs> it'll be electric. Man. Yeah, it'll I'll be electric. Yeah, yeah thank you, uh, Elon Musk. Save mm-hmm. us from ourselves. Yep. Yeah. So, J. Rob, what's uh, what's been going on with the gym and all that jazz? Man, the gym's great. Um, 
coming into my peak season with uh, with athletes, so which is <clears throat> really moved into my Forging Leaders Performance Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really developing the whole athlete. Um, you know, when an athlete comes into my facility, it's really a selection process now. Okay. You know, before it was a little more volume based and a little bit based on numbers, whereas kind of took who who you could get. Yeah. Okay. You know, and now it's 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 moved into the selection process where I really work hard to screen the parents, screen the athlete to make sure, sure that they're 100% committed uh, when they come into my program. Mm-hmm. So, so how many athletes are we talking about? Me, I try to take, uh, let's see, around 20 to 25 athletes right now, whereas before that was, you know, closer to <clears throat> probably 40 athletes or plus. So, mm-hmm. Dude, it's, it's been great, though, because I get to scale it down. Um, it's all about energy flow. You know, you come, into my, you come into my program as an athlete two ways. It's a 80-20% strength and conditioning or 80-20% mm-hmm. speed, agility, explosiveness, mm-hmm. Vertimax, you know, whereas I really specialize in volleyball and basketball. And, yeah, my uh, kid's in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's great, man, little warrior. So uh, on that um, screening, if if you don't if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. But what's that look like? What are you looking for when you do bring in the parents and the kids? And basically, I interview the parents first. What's mm-hmm. the, you know my first question essentially is what's the target? And you know let's define that measurably. What are you asking me to do? Right. Or what is the outcome you want for your athlete? Okay. And let's define it clearly. And then let's look at your commitment level. It's a financial, a time commitment. Um, and then I bring that kid in for basically like an interview process, like a screening, a first session where I create a, an environment that's full of fun, yeah. uncomfortable situations. Yeah. And just so I can check out and see how, how they respond, right, when right. under pressure. And then uh, kind of consult with the parent again. And then we move forward. If it's a great fit for the athlete and the parent, then they made the selection. If not, then I've learned that that's okay too. It's just right. you know, it's just not a good fit, or they're not ready for the level of program that I'm offering. For what, do, what do you think your uh, percentage of retention is for every for every one that comes in for trial like that? I would say that's probably been about seventy five percent. That's impressive. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's impressive. Heck yeah. yeah. But usually, would you say like usually, by the time they get to where you are, is that kind of like a next step in their absolutely their program? Yeah. They're, so they're not they're usually not just beginning with uh, volleyball or basketball or whatever. They're they're usually at a level and they're Correct. needing to yeah. step take and a step up. T- yeah, typically what that looks like is that they're at a crossroads or there's a gap somewhere that they can't figure out how to get through. Right, right. They've They've hit a plateau, or mm-hmm. they've gone from rat to now select and club. Yep, and that's it's, exactly what happened with us. Like know, I, dude, I, I, got, I only got so much under my belt, and yeah. I was like, man, I don't know what else to do. So we yeah. had to find something to. It's just a high level, man. It's so competitive, y'all. It's a. Yeah, yeah. It is so competitive for mm-hmm. kids now in athletics, but it's all about, dude. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. You right. want to p- operate at the elite level, or we, or you want to go play at the collegiate level, or you just want to be the best high school player? You want to be the best middle school player? You know, that's what my job is. Let's you, define. You tailor that to oh, what yeah. they want. Let's define okay. what that looks like, man. Then All let's right. go get it. Okay. Uh, here's a, here's a real good question. How many times do you get on that? What you just said about what you want to do? 
is the parents what they want their kids to do versus what that kid are those usually the same you're feeling or is sometimes it that's a great question Heath. but this is why my selection process works, works. is because dude i figure that out real, real quick, quick yep. and that all happens through the interview process which first has to be the text then the then the call mm-hmm. then i text them a series of questions they have to answer they have to send me game film on their athlete okay so i watch film and then they have to tell me all the all the pros all the cons like how do they respond under pressure mm-hmm. you know what's their mental game what's their emotional okay, game? so you're you're doing homework then for each and every one of these people that come in to see nice. you individually Correct. yeah individual homework that's so impressive what's the youngest athlete third that grade. you would third grade. Yep, third grade what is the age range for third grade Dude, that's so like you're looking uh, at eight, eight, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So I have a, I have an eighth grade or eight year old from South Lake coming out tomorrow. Um, wow. Through a relationship mm-hmm. that. Uh, what sport is that? Basketball. Okay. So, um, this was a friend of mine. Her name is Franchelle, and she's she's a she is a bariatric surgeon in South Lake. But uh-huh. I met her through the. Zig Ziglar uh, leadership program okay. and certification. So we kind of connected. But anyways, she and her husband both played college basketball, and her son is having these emotional breakdowns during a game where, you know, he loses his mental game, he emotionally yeah. breaks down, and then he's done for the rest of the game or the tournament. So, mm. you know, her question to me is, can we fix it? One, yes, yeah. we can. And uh, two, what does that look like? So that's where that process will start tomorrow is where they'll come out, the dad and the mom, bring the son. We'll talk about it, look at what we really, really want, talk them through the program, and then the next step is to engage in the training process. Heck, yeah. Okay. So, so you're, you're really building uh, you're building physical ability, but you're building, building a lot of mental confidence, too. Yeah. It's not all physical. It's, it's a mental game, And it's too. really, you know, it – my niche is the mental game. That's what that's what I'm great at, man. Yeah. That's yeah. where my experience. I, say, I think I think for that's my why kids, people come to me. They yes. come to me now not for the physical. They come to me because of the mental game. Mm-hmm. Right. The physical's easy for me. Chance, sure. You know, I, like, I remember. Uh, I remember a coach of mine saying that ninety uh, percent of the time, when you feel like you're tired, your body is not tired. It's your it's your mentality your that. telling you that you're tired. You can keep going. You yeah. can push forward. And that's what we call like the dog mentality. That's like being dogged. Nice. So kids that come to me, they they got to have a little doggedness to them and uh-huh. a little savage mentality. Anything outside of that, man, it just it doesn't work, man. Yeah. I mean, it just takes that mentality, yeah. man. You got to be, you got to be on top of your mental game because we win or lose the battle in our mind first. True. Um, so so what's the commitment that you require from? The, let's say time commitment that you require from your little athletes. It's two days a week minimum with, you know, six to six months to a year. Okay. I mean, they I just, they, they can't come because I'm not a volume base, man. So it, this isn't some generalized program. So I invest a ton of time and energy into these athletes and developing, let's say I had a group of two or three or four athletes. Well, those athletes are being trained as if they were being trained one-on-one with me. Mm-hmm. Those athletes aren't being trained all the same. All right. each of those four kids has something different they get they're doing. Catering, yeah. yeah. And so when they come in, they got to check in with me, and it's immediate accountability, dude. When you step in that door, 
It's like it's go time. You better be ready to go and dialed in, mm-hmm. one. Number two, you better be able to communicate to me in measurable ways what you need me to do for you today. And I always say, hey, I work for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you need me to do today to make you better so you get a different outcome tomorrow? Okay. So, so how long does, say, a third grader need to be dialed in? You know, like so, can, you, can you keep a third grader on hook for like two hours? No, negative. So typically, you know, what we look like is a third grader comes in, it's a 15-minute kind of like stimulus of like active mental, emotional, physical mm-hmm. warm-up. You're looking at like 30 minutes of high-quality work. And then 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes of conditioning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and so what would you say, you know, I see a lot of parents uh, that bring their kids in and, and you know, they, they have concerns because in elementary school, the parents are, you know, noticing that the teacher is providing some feedback that the kid is just not staying focused or, mm. you know, ADD, yeah. ADHD. It's a big thing right now. Great question. You know, B. like what's the role of sports and training in that? Because I, I see that there's a kind of a relative deficit as far as using that to kind of train a practice or train a focus in, in kids these days. And yeah. B, what a great question, man, because here that's that is the one cookie in my jar, man, that I look back on for me from a personal experience that Mm -hmm. has driven me to be the dude I am today. And Uh that was, you know, having ADHD, you know, having ADHD myself, Mm -hmm. having dyslexia, having dysgraphia, you know, being held back in the first grade, feeling like I was in and out of, you know, special education. I would go to resources, then I'd go back to a normal class. Then I'd have, you know, people Mm -hmm. say, you'd never graduate from college, dude. You never do this not for my family but just mm-hmm. the odds were stacked against me and so you know I was on Ritalin uh, B then I was on Adderall you know so as an athlete that was for me that was my escape like that's the one place dude that my energy could rock man yeah. and I got praised for it right yeah. like I didn't get in trouble no one was getting mad at me they loved it and they wanted more of it and so here was the tricky part, B. The problem for me was, is, so the medication helped me focus academically and kept me from getting in trouble in class, right? Okay. Like that impulse of behavior, the energy during transition times. It wasn't during structure time. It's during the transition time that you let me loose, yep. then I'm going to take over with that energy because it's hard for me to control, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but then when I was on the medication, then guess what it did to me in the athletic arena? It probably inhibited you. It, well, it took everything away from me. Yeah, I got you. It, it took because now I was super focused, but I was super quiet, uh-huh. super chill, right? So it actually brought me down so that I could focus in the classroom. But then on the athletic field, it, it created the opposite. So it was like, for me, it was this constant struggle of, how do I win in both areas? Well, Balance, it, yeah. yeah. You know, and it, it, the side effects, I mean... For me, my stomach hurt. I couldn't eat. I had a loss of appetite, Mm -hmm. then irritation. So, you know, we finally worked that out over time. Yeah. Um, But it's not without its downfall, the medication. Yeah, sure, man. I got you. But I'll tell you this, man. um, There's a lot of kids that do come to me uh, that do have ADHD or learning differences, not disabilities, Mm -hmm. but differences that really allows me 
because of my experience. You've been be- through that. Yeah, too. man. Yeah. That I can really You can add, really empathize with that. I can add value to those kids because I understand yeah. what they're thinking. I understand how to communicate to them. I understand the details because that's how I operate in my life. So uh-huh. um, I've got a couple kids right now and gotten s- great feedback mm-hmm. B, from teachers to parents that since that child has started in our program, their be their behavior is better in class. Their focus is better in class. Mm-hmm. They're sleeping better. They're now getting themselves up instead of their parents waking them up. Um, just you're starting to see these disciplines, which are really cool. So, and this is not this is with without medication, right? Like this is absolutely this is well being coming from the work that you you sure. are presenting them. Absolutely, uh, self improvement. Yeah. And to what do you to what degree do you think ADD is? a uh i guess what i'm saying is that it's a, the nature of the kid or that kid is just in a situation that he's not thriving in you know maybe the structure of the school class or the learning style is not right and and some kids are just movement based and they need to be in more of a physical education or i know there's a lot of controversy over that right now yeah and you know again B, the way I would answer this is it it goes back to what what I think that what I believe it comes to a leadership, and that is it comes to mm-hmm. it has to be driven from the person in the lead position, and that is the intuition of the teacher, the counselor, the specialist, whoever it is that's engaging with this kid because they are the only ones that know with the kid and the parent what the degree of that learning disability is. And Mm -hmm. it's with time, it's with testing, it's with communication, healthy communication, it's with adaptation, it's problem solving, it's being adaptable, it's being flexible, right? It's having a little bit of dogged mentality because it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I still believe it goes back to, it goes back to the strengths in the unit, always. It's in the team, whether it's a counselor, teacher, parent. But at the end of the day, you know, that teacher or that person in that lead position that sees that kid the most mm-hmm. has to come alongside and help direct that um, Yeah, for the parents. So that's a whole nother conversation, though, Man, it you is. know, oh, yeah. because it's the next statement, yeah, the next statement's <laughs> going to open that up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what know. I was going to say. Yeah. I feel like you're not only uh, doing what you're doing, but you're you're putting pretty good morals in these kids head on what it looks like to actually be a leader in their in whatever their team is or yeah i'll say it, it wrong again i've been, I mean, known, been that, known to do that i, think but, I mean you're putting, putting <laughs> he does have a morals. he does have a really pretty way with the english language yes. <laughs> but just forming never duplicate i don't, I don't know if i want to use the word forming leaders I, but ideals I mean, maybe. yeah but it's getting it just i mean and i'm just my self-experience but it's a uh, work it's, ethic. Yeah, I'm, exactly. Yeah, that's probably a yeah. good good way to uh, that we don't we don't necessarily see a lot of that yeah. anymore. I just sit around and translate Heath. Yes, yeah. you <laughs> try you try to, that's but it really <laughs> you know that, and Heath that's what my program has become. It is a leadership development program first, right? Then it's the physical next. I mm-hmm. use that to develop the kids to develop their mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. Like that warrior never quit mentality, dogged mentality within, man. So um, it's just, that's the battleground, man. It's the training ground for me to plant the seeds and to coach and teach and develop those skills that 
they have to be developed and they can only be developed in certain environments under certain pressure in certain situations. It's, uh, okay, so I got a tough one. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, okay. Come so on, what, what do you say to parents who have non-athletic kids? I mean, you don't talk with those parents because they're not really kind of in your circle. You see them around the community. But if somebody was, it was a timid parent that – was not involved in that circle, well, wanted, wanted to broach that subject and get their kid into something. Yeah, say their kid's in a chess club. Right. You know, like, like what do you tell that parent? You tell, How do you reach them? And yeah. here's what's great. As I tell them the same thing I would tell any parent, and that is we operate off of five pillars. Okay. And that's going to be relentless effort. Okay. That's going to be mental toughness. It's going to be team unity. It's going to be communication and we're going to have preparation okay competitive excellence so whether that kid i know mm -hmm. that i can look at behavior as a whole mm -hmm. and i can take a behavior and pull it back to one of those five pillars okay so like my good friend mark divine coach divine the founder and owner of seal mm -hmm. fit right who i've coached full-time with uh for several years uh, and a great friend, great mentor, you know, his five mountains are mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and that inner warrior, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, for me, mine are those. And if it's a kid tanking in chest, well, there is going to be pressure, right? Yes. Pressure is going to require, require mental toughness and emotional resiliency. Right. Are you going to be able to stay calm? And are you going to be able to make those cool, confident, collective strategic decisions i think that would translate pressure, right? from something like chess club into physical fitness pretty well absolutely pretty easily yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so you know what's your preparation what do you do to prepare for a chess for a, a chess match chess yeah. match yeah what does your nutrition look like you go into bed on time it's, are you hydrated yeah. are you fueled like you know what are you focused on and what are you saying to yourself what's your mind game like before you go in are you operating in a negative place or are you operating in a positive place uh, universal questions. Yeah, I got you. And then let's segue into uh, uh, from uh, kids, teenagers, uh, coachable types to types like us. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's talk types. about a real challenge here. The weekend warriors, baby. <laughs> hey, buddy. Do you uh, do you do any more physical training or personal training with people our age yeah. and, and body types? It, I know I have done. I have personally done. <clears throat> Would you define uh, your body type? Training. Not everybody on this podcast has seen pictures of you on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> extremely athletic. Tark doll. Tark. Seriously. Can't, yeah, can't even say not tall, handsome, dark, and handsome. But tall, athletic, dark, no, too. No, uh, not even anywhere close to athletic, but I'm tall. I have some height going on for me. Um, I mean, you train that up well. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so I have personally uh, experienced J Rob's personal training and. Um, for what, maybe four months, four months to five months, and it went really well. I lost a few pounds. I wasn't really worried about losing pounds. I was worried about getting uh, – I was more like fixated dying? on getting conditioned. <laughs> no. I'm no. Not, Jesus no. Christ, I'm not morbidly obese. No, no. I mean, I, I, I was, show I was up to more, the gym, you don't know whether you're going to crawl out or if you're going to be – There was some There was some mornings that I was like, I, I, I should yeah, probably I crawl out of here. But, man, two days after that, you feel so much better. And J Rob's J Rob's level of uh, personal training is probably elevated from what you're going to get anywhere else, but it pays off, and uh, it was a good four to four to five months of it. 
uh, I got what I needed out of it. I got physically fit and um, very well conditioned. Like I said, I wasn't re- really concerned with losing weight, but I, I got what I wanted out of it, and um, I was I was proud to have done that. Yeah. Um, so back uh, back to what I, my original point, like how do you approach guys like us, uh, midlife guys, you know, late 30s, packed on a few pounds, probably drink a little too much during the week, but are concerned about their health and want to improve things. Yeah. Well, I do. I still train civilians. I only train those guys, uh, you know, three days a week. Okay. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays only in the morning. So, um, <clears throat> that that is a limited. It's kind of a selection too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm full, so it really has to be either through a recommendation or somebody calls me. I screen them too because, you know, here's where I'm at, man. In my career is one i don't have to train i don't have to train anybody yes Um, right but the people that i do work with man i want to make sure that we're on the same page that they are motivated absolutely because that's time i don't want to waste your time no i only got Uh, so much time and energy man and i i can't i can't have something sucking the life and energy out of me when i've got to give so much more to people who are committed so right you know do i do i still train civilians absolutely okay um do I enjoy it? Yes, I do. As long as we're all on the, as on long as we're page. on the same page. Same yeah, page yeah. Absolutely. yeah, I got gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe you're not trying to train something. That person just doesn't have the energy or the drive for the, uh, so, so often whenever we treat patients, we have to really step back and, and ask what our goals are because if we're trying to reach, yeah, I'm going to use the word here, Heath, disparate I'll, I'll translate that oh, okay i got you disparate goals uh meaning that the uh, patient has some idea of what they're trying to achieve but they're just going oh, okay i'll can i throw my wife under the bus here that's up to you man you, you gotta, gotta, gotta go home with her yeah. okay so yeah we're like you know riding around in the car the other day and and it's it's in the morning hours and and we try to kind of maintain some level of intermittent fasting uh and, and, and she cracks open a uh, Dr. Pepper Zero. That's a that's a thing right now. It used to be Coke Zero. Now they have Dr. Dr. Pepper, Pepper Zero. Dr. Pepper Zero, yeah. Yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on Dr. Pepper Zero? It doesn't taste as good as regular Dr. Pepper. I mean, I I, but I, I try to only limit I myself so. to one like one soda a week. Okay, yeah. Because they, they are all equally fucking awful for to you. Talk about it that. doesn't matter if they're zero or 100 calories. They're all terrible for you because it, the sugar, the sweetener true. is – if it's not sugar, if it's not high fructose corn syrup, there's some other sweet. There's something else that replaces that. That's probably not right. good for you. There, there's very good reasons why we should not be consuming artificial sweetener regularly. Back to throwing your wife under the bus. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Let's go down and, this and, rabbit hole. And, and so that comes up, and and then uh, later on, you know, we're talking, and 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 she makes a comment that oh, you know, like I just can't seem to lose weight. You know, pretty typical stuff, and 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 she's not overweight by any means. No, but but you know, I guess it's the female disposition. Of course, she's, uh, a, woman. she's a woman, right? But but then I have to say, like, okay, but you're like the first drink of the morning is a Dr Pepper Zero, and and you keep doing this, but and so there's like some disparate goal there. Like she's not willing to sacrifice this one thing to achieve this other thing. But she maybe wants to live in this world where she doesn't have to sacrifice this one thing to achieve 
this other thing, which is, and, and, you know, I, I find that with, with patients too, like, like they don't want to have to give up said thing or they don't, don't want to have to make the time sacrifice. But they still involved. want the same outcome. But they want the same outcome. Right. Well, then we got the right. perfect place for them now. Facebook meta, metaverse, yeah. whatever it's called. You can be whatever the hell you want there. Yeah. So, but on your gym, y'all are not strictly just trainers, right? It's kind of open to the public twenty four seven now, right? Yeah, yeah anybody can join. Yeah, hey, Rob. So yeah, it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't just encompass personal training. No, no, it, it's man, a it's facility good. to go to Absolutely. to do what you want. And y'all still Notice are, how he switched that subject real fast. I'm trying to save. Dude, you, I was buddy. wondering oh, okay, if he was getting to a point. Well, I, I just like to talk. I'm trying to keep him off my couch. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couch, buddy. You're welcome yeah. to sleep on it anytime you need. But y'all still, y'all still focus quite a bit on crossfit but then it's just open it's just a regular open gym yeah we have a it's a 24 7 access gym which is great yeah you know allows people to be flexible and uh come into an environment that has lots of lots of positive energy um you know our our environment has a selection within itself mm-hmm. because due to the nature of our my philosophy and training and functional training and what that how that translates into life, which really all derives from my leadership development and my coaching and my background as a strength coach. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, things we do in fitness have to be transferable. At least for me, they do. Uh, I want to be able to use those things in real life that add quality of life to people. So when you come into our place, you're not walking into a traditional, you know, it's not a fit and wise. It's not an anytime fitness. There's not a bunch of cardiovascular machines you know, selectorize where you put the pin, you sit down, you go through a circuit. I mean, it requires you to lift something. Free weights, yeah. Get Get on it, lift something heavy and move it some kind of distance, right? So, uh, but with that, the biggest barrier is just, again, it's fear, the fear of change, the fear of not knowing what to do. Maybe this is the fear of getting hurt. The the, the good thing is we eliminate all those things and we really – take a lot of pride in teaching people mm-hmm. what we believe is the best way to train. So what would, what would your, you're speaking on fear. What would be your words of encouragement to somebody that we were just talking about in our age range that hasn't been to a gym in years, it's overweight, uh, bad diet, but they want to make change. But gyms can be kind of intimidating sometimes for people that yeah. aren't in them all the time. And I think that's where the fear comes is it's the unknown, right? Yeah, it's, it's the unknown. I, yeah. Hey, I'm walking into a place. And my perception is I'm about to walk into a place where everybody's fit. And that's not true. Everybody has that mentality. Everybody has that misconception. But everybody's thinking, oh, God, they're going to be looking at me. They're going to be looking at me. Absolutely. And and I'm fat and out of of shape. But that's never the situation. Every time – it's it's an insecurity that runs through everybody's mind. But every time that I've been in the gym, it's always like a a nature of um, encouragement and support. And there's there's never any – any uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking judging for? Or, any, any yeah. judgment yeah any yeah, any kind I mean, of judgment based on your body type or anything yeah. like that yeah and that's what we say you know our hey, our place is a judgment free zone man we have anybody and everybody but what we do have is we have winners man people that want to come in and that's a big and they want to get better in the game of life that's they a huge motivate hugely massively motivating factor for people looking from the outside in to that and saying. That might help me take the next step. Yeah. That might take give me the reason to go into the gym. You just have to be willing. Yes. You know, yeah. and you have to be willing to go in and at least establish a relationship. So that's why Jen and I, like when somebody new comes in, 
they're going to get Jen and I. They're not getting anybody else. We're going to meet them personally up yeah. there. We're going to walk them through. Yeah. And then, hey, where's your fitness? Where have you been? What's worked? What hasn't worked? What are you afraid of? How can we help you move through those barriers to get the outcome that you want? So, mm-hmm. and this is, and I'm also okay. This, this environment may not be for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's okay. I'm okay with that. Because if you're not good and you sign up, then it's not productive for anybody, man. Right. And so, you know, we try to really screen everybody that comes in to make sure that it's a right for them. It's right for us. Because you, in the end, you don't want your time wasted and somebody else's time wasted. No. If it's no, a, and it's more about goal. hey, if I can get them, if this isn't right, but there's somewhere else that is right for them, mm. and it's going to help them, then. I feel like I'm, I feel like the right thing to do is tell them where the right fit is, yeah. or hey, maybe Yvette's is, or you know, maybe you like Anytime Fitness. Try them out. Come back. Yeah, which you're not going to get nowhere else. No. So let's <laughs> that that makes me think of a topic that is kind of crucial right now, especially at our age range, but it's not just affecting our age range. Uh, testosterone. And I remember mm-hmm. asking you one time, J. Rob, like, how do you naturally increase your testosterone level? And you, and it's simple. You, your uh, statement to me was, "Go lift heavy things." Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Man, since we have a, a fitness uh, buff here and a doctor, like, what the hell is up with testosterone? Because I have a brother-in-law in a fire department, and he's saying guys in their twenties who are are decently in shape on a fire department are having yes. to get testosterone uh, boosters. And yeah, they're my patients. I mean, yeah. that I, they're everywhere. What in the hell is going on with that? Why? Why are we? Yeah. Why? Why is there an, epido- a, a, what's an epidemic? What's going on of, with the testosterone? What's up with the testosterone? <laughs> I, why is there an epidemic of testosterone deficiency? Okay, so the we don't really know. Okay, uh, anybody who wants to listen to an interesting podcast, the Joe Rogan's Shanna Swan okay. podcast is is extremely interesting. I want to say who is Joe like, Rogan. Yeah, never heard I, of that guy. I know. Not that I want to point people to another podcast, but uh, he should be the only one. Yeah, that's what they talk about is primarily hormonal deficiency, and she's been studying this field for like 40, 50 years, a long time. Uh, but we don't really know why in the industrial world testosterone is generally suppressed among men and it's actually suppressed among females too i have as many female patients who utilize testosterone as i do guys uh but you think about it okay well you know some people look at that psychologically and they feel like men have been in general demasculinized as history has progressed okay cool like uh men in our society are not allowed to be men Okay, well, that's one thought. Okay, uh, men don't lift heavy things as a general rule. Well, maybe they do if they go to the gym. Uh, yeah, but, but why, are, why are firefighters? They lift heavy crap yeah, all day, true. every day. They're why working out they? every single shift. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's getting worse. It's not an epidemic of firefighters either. It's an epidemic of everybody. We're just checking the firefighters' testosterone. Uh, right. And, uh, okay, well, we eat crap. In general, that's that's processed foods. It's got to have like a big contribution. But uh, what that Shannon Swan talks about is uh, maybe it's plastics, you know, our whole infrastructure is PVC pipes. Mm -hmm. And and there's some concern with like phthalates. Uh, Don't get me started on phthalates. But uh, hold on. 
What are phthalates? Yeah. Phthalates, chemicals that are exuded from plastics into liquids. Okay. And so maybe, you know, or, or it doesn't have to be liquids, even the f- packaging that we buy our foods in. Uh, but, yeah, that was like the original, like, pandemic uh, that some people were talking about before we actually got the pandemic is uh, birth rates are plummeting in industrialized nations. We don't – it probably has multiple reasons – we just don't know the cause. Mm. A little bit of everything, probably. Probably. Mm. But but how do we combat that? I don't know. What do you think, J-Rob? Yeah, I was going to say, Johnny, do you see, do you have anybody coming in with that specific problem of they, I mean, I don't know that that's part of your questionnaire. Absolutely. Your, yeah, I mean, and older look. men, mm. are, I would say it started off that way, but I would say now it's, you know, dudes more in their early 30s 35 40 yeah. you know are are really struggling man and mm-hmm. they're having they're having a lot of issues and so um right. I, for me the best way i strategically work through that is i have to start at ground zero and that is i have to eliminate all of the things that i know could possibly lead to that first before i'm willing to then say okay hey b uh why do you Joe's come. A, a, Joe's come in. Oh, okay. Oh, I got you because I'm the doc. Yeah. Okay. Doc. He's you know, yeah. Joe's come in, and dude, we've worked on his nutrition. He's lifting heavy things, um, but he ain't got no mojo, man. And mm-hmm. I'm telling yeah. you, there's got to be something going on. So, uh-huh. hey, doc, I need to pass him on to you to see if metabolically something's going on because. I've done the, I've tried to do the legwork of what I know to be true through the physical and nutrition part, right? but nothing's happening. You're right. There's no supplement. There's no, No. in my experience, I don't know. I haven't found a natural supplement, natural supplement that will actually boost a man's testosterone level who is actually at a medical deficit there's a serious problem right okay. and right? reliably so, and, it's and reliably gonna, and it's yeah. it's tested through blood work extensive testing screening backgrounds all the things that doc does mm. to conclude to a very mm-hmm. educated holistic decision on is this the right thing for you to do to maintain the highest quality of life being active as well yeah mm-hmm. so what what are the things that a fat bloke has to think about immediately once they decide, okay, I'm really going to try to improve my health, not, you know, try to feel much older as I go along. But, but like, what, what do you tell them? Like where are their efforts best spent immediately? One, we have to start nutritionally, but here's what most importantly is that what we don't realize, unless we have some kind of holistic, like body organ cleanse Uh in my experience than an individual who has lived in or who has practiced an unhealthy diet, lack of exercise and activity, who is overweight. If I immediately kick them onto this like nutrition program, there could be a possibility that those nutrients don't get absorbed a lot of the time. So, There's a lot of issues. There's just a lot that I think holistically that goes on, whether it is or whether it's whether it is the issue or not. I think it's part of the process of cleansing somebody from like in 
the inside out to get them healthy again. So, you know, I believe honestly in, you know, whether it's some form of cleansing system or methodology of nutrition that actually is a natural cleanse with hydration, with electrolytes, with fluids, proper fluids, proper supplementation, um, with exercise, you're going to always get to the best outcome. And so that's where I'm always going to go back to. I'm going to go back to the elite. Like if you ask me what's the best way or what's the way you want to get to this outcome, then I'm going to give you the very best way. Now you have to make a decision if you have the discipline and the desire to get to that place and do it holistically. And then who are the people that we need to help you get there? Can I can I get there and still have bacon? <laughs> yes, you can. What about eat. steak? Yeah. Yes, you can. I, I don't think it's Boys. bacon that's the problem. Roger that. What about whiskey? I, I don't whiskey. Know. When I, when that's, I, that's a question. Yeah, whiskey. Yeah. And, hey, man, and, Grandpa's calf syrup's always healthy. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Always good. Speaking of whiskey, Doc, can you hand me the uh, Jameson orange? Well, yes, I can. It's out of my reach. I can't believe you said that on air. I can't though. either. That's blasphemy talk right there. Jeez. I mean, I mean, I'm sitting here drinking. I it did say speak, originally but... on air that I was drinking a white claw. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh. You are letting the whiskey. Really if we want to debate tonight. here, who has the most? Ex- ex- uh, I don't know. The the best whiskey collection out of everybody. Let's get. Let's have that. Let's have that debate. Well, nobody even said Keith. nothing about that, but. I'm, we just said you're drinking trash tonight. That's all we said. That's okay. I like my trash. Typically, uh, he's a more snobbish of us all. Yeah. Uh-huh. You are a little bougie. He is. <laughs> I mean, you, Chase, you are a little bougie yep. when it comes to that. But then you know what, man? That's why I love you, dog. I love that about you, man. It's called being dynamic. Yeah, you are. You are dynamic. <laughs> one, one thing the uh, listener might not know about the history of the Whiskey Bros is uh, J-Rob always calls Chance Chase. Chase, Chase yep. That's his and, name, man. And it's I Chase. have always been on a percentage scale. So if he's mad at me, I'm usually around... Fifty to sixty percent, but if it's if it's going good, if the if the sailing is smooth, I'm I'm usually at an eighty-five. Yeah, <laughs> I think the highest I've ever been is ninety. I don't remember what the occasion was, but I was at a ninety percent for a little while, and and I was feeling pretty good about myself. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I'm since uh, down from there. No, you've earned it, man. Yeah. Now, I know this is a little bit tender of a subject for you. But that role was also switched to, which I have to own that I am definitely down on percent with you because of your wedding. What happened at my wedding? Oh, that I did not where, did where? not show up. Oh yeah, he didn't oh, come. Oh yeah, yeah, you weren't there. Yes. I was not there. Yeah, but you had a pretty decent reason. Your son was a big I'm, John soccer tournament, and, or and like you that. really so missed out. Like, okay, sorry you didn't show up, but no. I, mean, I mean, you got to miss the, me the taking my clothes. Yours, I know. So. I, mean, I miss was... a lot, but. It, it was, was a fun wedding. Fun I don't remember much of it, man. When they tell you to get a videographer, they're not they're not screwing around because yeah. there's a reason. I'll look back through pictures and I'm going, okay, when did that happen? <laughs> yep, that's exactly. It's what kind I, of a blur. I think I, I told you that's the biggest regret in our wedding was we didn't. You video told it. me, and a lot of other people yeah. have told me. Uh, you just don't remember. It's a blur, man. It's crazy. It really you know, is just, a blur. How's how's the dude I walked down the aisle with? Oh, he's great, man. He's really? uh, he's okay. he's up in. Uh, well, he's not too great. Iowa. He's got to deal with Biden now. Yeah, he's a he's a consult and he's uh, in some sort of political action type uh, stuff. I gotcha. Um, but yeah, he's doing cat, great. That guy was. I wonder yeah. if he'll listen to the show. Huh? Probably. We tell him he was mentioned in it. Yeah, we can tell him. Yeah. I bet he'll listen to it. Maybe he'll spread the word. Uh, 
But I, I've made okay. it a little over a year and a half of being married now. Hey. Hey. That's a, that's so how long milestone. How long have you Jeez. guys been married? How long have y'all made it? 18 years. 18? Go ahead. I want to say we're somewhere in the 20 range, <laughs> 25 together. Yeah. There's, yeah. That's a yeah, a is. sizable gap between together. 20 and 25. Like, I understand if you may not remember like How two, long have y'all been married? No, 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 no. Married 20 years. We've been together for 25. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. I made her wait for five years okay. before she got this. <laughs> <laughs> before, before she got that yeah. goodness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, I don't believe that for one second. <laughs> uh, Doc's still calculating. Yeah, He's no, still trying to, uh, I'm coming yeah. up on 21. Okay. I mean, it's not like he can get any worse than where I mean, he's already at if, if his wife listens to this podcast. No, no but you. you <laughs> he's in the doghouse already. Yeah, either way. That is like a fifth of a century. Mm-hmm. A fifth of a century. That's we've a quarter been of your life, bro. That's crazy. I know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So uh, I got a question. Yeah, what's up? So how do you get, what is your mellow yellow time look like? Well, uh, mellow yellow. Mellow that's a yellow. that's a whiskey, Holmes. Like, it, what it's is your? Great, it's a it's a it's a great like, whiskey, dude. For the you're cost. gonna you're gonna man. It, it evolves. Like, you're gonna uh, check out, mm. and you're gonna get away, and you're gonna like push pause, step out of the traffic, refresh. Like, are you talking from crisis, like crea- crisis? We're talking about, about dude, from the grind of marriage, of being a dad, of being a doctor, of being a friend, of Mm-hmm. The craziness that we can get into. What a complete detachment. From ah, what what is that? What does that look like for you? Because that is a crucial part of our program. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just a crucial part in life. It's a discipline that, if not taken seriously, leads to a lot of unnecessary, negative, chaotic outcomes. Yeah, unfortunately for Agreed. me and where we're at is my kids are in sports and they're in the braces, getting braces air. So I got zero time to even think about where I'm going to check out at. Yeah, but you know, you do. You have a. But you, you can. You you have a Savage Shack and you get down on some video games. Yeah. There's, yeah, but I mean, even that's if not, it's for, if it's for an hour, I mean, you're not you're not talking Roger about that. that's like a week no. long uh, oh, okay. sabbatical yeah, here. I'm you're sorry. talking about. So I'm talking yes. about like. Savage like, sack for me. Dudes all the way. have to be intentional about checking out for a second. You're dang yes. right. Like we have to step out and breathe. Yeah. Like steady our minds, take our thoughts captive, whatever that is. You know what's cool for me, man, is that um, there's a couple things like for me that are true mellow yellow times, like where I can really like embrace silence or just like heal from within or steady my mind mm-hmm. or be creative. All those things, like one. Man, I'm so thankful for our property and our new home, like our dream home. It's a like, beautiful place. You know, for me, that that is a place that's like a sanctuary. I can step out on our balcony, just look out over our property, right, see the deer, and it's like I can just shut everything mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Um, here's what's cool. That motorcycle for me, when I put that face mask down and it gets silent in my helmet mm. – it's like tranquil to me. It's, oh, it's yeah. in the road. Yep. It's, You're in the road and it's nature. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a good place for me to like just disengage and like relax and breathe mm-hmm. and just be instead of doing and thinking. I can just be sometimes, which is, you know. 
I'm, Which man? And- I'm there too. I understand that. Uh, you know, I grew up playing video games that everybody in our age range, but it got to a point where like video games weren't really an escape anymore. It was they become like they came became an, a chore. Uh, still fun, but not that escape, not that detachment. So, I, I guess getting older, I find like just getting outside, walking, going going for a walk somewhere, going uh, leaving your neighborhood, leaving your house. Finding a trail, going for a walk, grounding yourself back to nature—that's yeah. that's a good detachment. That's good therapy. Um, and then taking a drive, if, if it's on a motorcycle, if it's in a boat, if it's in a car, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make a damn. Just taking a drive is good therapy. It's a detachment. Yeah. So yeah, things things change when you get a little older. And I think you know, Chance, you brought up such a great point, and this is what I want people to know, man, is that you know, Doc. And I think we've had a lot of conversations about this is that oh yeah that is winning chance yes like that is productive behavior that ultimately leads to healthy lifestyle man that is important we I know we talk about the physical we physical but if we don't manage the mental and emotional the physical doesn't matter right so stepping away like that and knowing yourself and what that place is and some people it's hunting, some people it's boating, right? We can go through all those things, but I think what the most important thing is that you can identify what that is. You have to have the discipline to make it a priority, whatever that time is. Embrace it, do it consistently, and the outcome will be positive. Sure. I think a lot of parents have a hard time making that priority. I agree. So they just Well, they forget about it. You know why they yeah, forget they about it? Selfish B? time. They feel selfish for taking it. Absolutely, but they it's because of the pressure and the grind of just keeping up or doing oh, yeah, it's severe. so much between kids, between work, between all the other responsibilities we have that, you know, there's no margin. Like when I talk to people, I'm like, what's your built-in margin? Yeah. Whoa. What? Margin? What do you mean margin? I, I was going to say, they probably don't know how to answer that. They what don't is, have a clue what what is margin? Yeah. No. Like, when do you stop doing crazy mm-hmm. shit and stop and breathe and be like, this is my time, man, and I got to regenerate. Yeah. Like, I got to take care of myself. Refill those batteries. I got to recharge so that I can go be great for myself first. Mm-hmm. Then I go horizontal. I got to go vertical before I go horizontal. So, tough question. How much – okay – how much time in a day, okay, how much time in a week should an adult in our society have uh, agendaless time? Every I day, think, man. No, he's saying how much time. How much? And I think, oh, I think, yeah, that, I think, I think it's going to be different for each person. Absolutely, yeah. Heath. You can't because, put a number on that. Yeah, you don't know. Like So, like, chances, his job's different than my job, obviously, and your mm-hmm. job's different, you know. Yeah, that's true. You deal with crap load of people all day long throughout the whole day. That's all you're doing is – communicating, talking back and forth, talking back and forth. I have a little bit of that. Chance not so much because he's out here on the farm more, the majority of the time. So Great his, point, his, it's just going to look different, I feel yeah. like, for, for each one of us. But to go back on your deal where you said parents might mm-hmm. feel um, ashamed of taking time for themselves. Yeah. So with those parents, I think that should probably look look at, though, is if you're not taking time, are you really giving your kids – oh, my God, I just killed the mic. <laughs> are, you, are you really giving your kids – a hundred percent of of yourself of yourself. So, 
would it yeah. be better to to get a hundred percent back into you, and that mm-hmm. way you can give them? You Roger know, that. You got, I think that's, that's true. I talk to parents every day. Absolutely, strung out on parenting. Mm. It's easy mm. to do. Yep. <laughs> I mean, because you just get into a routine of get up, get the kids, get them to school, get them this, this sports, sports. This, yeah, I don't this, have yes. I don't have kids. So how the hell do you detach from that? What well, without being a, a negligent parent? I mean. Well, yes, like, hello, what, I've started, what I've started doing, and I try to start doing this. Sometimes it's our handing schedule them is just an iPad. nuts. Yeah, well, that's yeah. The, that's <laughs> the thing that's out there now. But bad which, advice. Which, <laughs> it's hard. It's Kill hard not man. to. It's hard because I mean, you're just like, man, I just, I just want, I just want 30 minutes to myself. Take this iPad and go. Just go. Just go sit right? over there and watch this iPad. But what I try to do is when we can, like sometimes it's like right after uh, I get off work, I pick them up from school, take them to practice, blah blah blah, blah food, homework, blah blah blah. But I try, like if we don't have that. I try to come in and I try to go out to the either the Savage Sack or somewhere and just be myself for at least a 30 minutes because, like, I have a lot of, especially in my new role as the, uh, the boss, uh, I have a lot of this going on back and forth, back and forth with yeah. people, telling, talking to my guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a so lot of stuff. you just got to separate yourself from all people. Just try to zone back in because, mm-hmm. man, I, sometimes I get home and I'm like, don't talk to me. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. There is that difficult age you know when the kiddos are like you know before the age of say like five or six and they need constant Constant, attention yeah it's like you almost have to have a support network that can take those kids for you for a time yeah gotta get them out of here (laughs) (laughs) hey but i don't know if y'all notice this but i think we're coming up with a theme that our podcast, somebody's going to break a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't listen to that other podcast. No, so. we, have, we have another podcast that we, we, we keep it in what we call the vault. Somewhere, yeah. somehow. I'm yeah, it's not, so. uh, it's not meant for mostly. Maybe we'll let you listen to it one night when you come over here. It's pretty good stuff. But uh, Doc destroyed a mic. I mean, it was standing up mic. and it just Oh, it was a slow <laughs> death, too. He was just Jeez. rambling on about something, and this mic is just slowly yeah. falling. So and it's, then it, and it, it's not carpet, either. It hits a solid, solid concrete, concrete floor. Yep. <laughs> so it, it's, I think it's going to be a theme of ours. Is somebody eventually is going to jack a mic up. <laughs> Man, I think that's a good uh, place yeah. to call it a yeah. night. Yeah. That was uh, awesome. Thank you, J-Rob. Yeah, What's, yeah. Uh, hey, boys. j to be here, man. Thank you, Whiskey Bros. Yeah. What, about, uh, what about some contact info to get Yeah, a, you want to put out anything? You, yeah. you got websites or Yeah, but if people sign up for gym membership. Absolutely. The best way to uh, contact me is through text message, which uh, would be 940-389-0056, and that would get a response. Or uh, at john, J-O-H-N, at j-robs, J-R-O-B-S dot com. So oh, there it uh, is. Yeah, man. Hey, before you go, real quick, do you have your? Uh, do you do you have the what do you call it the Warriors Creed or the Winners Creed that you do you have that memorized by any chance? I don't have them all probably down. Do you want to talk about get hyped? Yeah. Like he reads it off to my girl, and I'm in the other room when I go to pick her up, and it freaking pumps me up listening to him, <laughs> dude. So I was just like, man, that'd be an awesome yeah, man. way to send it yeah. out, but. Absolutely, yeah. We'll you gotta, save that you gotta, one for next time. Yeah, well, or you got to become a member and you'll get it. You'll, so. you'll <laughs> find out once you become a member. Yeah, J Rob's Gym, everybody. Check it out. Give him a call. Sign up. Go work out. Improve your health. Improve your mentality. This is the Whiskey Bros around the table, and we are signing off. See you next time. Boom. Boom. Awesome. Yeah, great job, man. Yeah.